Let us pray, gracious God, oil the hinges of our hearts that they might open gently and easily to welcome your coming. Amen. You may be seated. Gentle quietness fills my soul, but we 21st century humans are anything but quiet. We do not know silence and quietude. We are noisy and we are verbose most of the time, and we often neglect or ignore those dimensions of our lives which demand stillness and quietude in which to hear God in worship, in which to hear one another, in which to look inside and hear ourselves. As a result, we are often a distracted and disoriented people. The late Martin Buber, the Jewish philosopher and theologian, warned us that we have the inability to carry on an authentic conversation, dialogue with one another, and that is the most acute symptom of the pathology of our time. So, without the capacity for stillness and silence, we find ourselves maddeningly caught up in all of the twos and fro's of life. The good stuff too, work, transportation, shopping, dinner preparation, home upkeep, commuting, and all the rest, all good stuff, but they can be overwhelming at times, and then the not-so-good stuff. Job anxiety, consumerism, the need always to get ahead and be up to the next person. And at times, our resources, our inner resources, are overwhelmed and of no avail. Psalm 46 picks this up that Pam read. In the midst of shaking mountains, of roaring waters, of raging nations, of tottering kingdoms, in the midst of this crazy world and sometimes our crazy lives, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. But to know it and to experience it, we sometimes just need to be still and to know silence, stillness, quietude, and to know that it is God who is God indeed. Wendell Berry, the philosopher, poet, environmentalist, says it beautifully. Best of any song is bird song in the quiet. But first, there must be the quiet. So this morning, I'd like to look at two or three dimensions of quietude and places that we can go and be to feel the presence of God, to hear each other, and even to listen to ourselves. Jesus is certainly an example. He carved out quite a, from time to time, opportunities for quiet and solitude and silence as he traveled the countryside. He too needed such moments from the everyday. So one of the, one aspect of this is wonder and awe. 
the sense of a numinous experience. I'm not talking about out-of-body experience, no. Talk about you and me standing in awe, overwhelmed by something. Certain circumstances of life lead to this when you look at the face of a newborn baby or the beauty of a lovely, lush flower garden or lying on your back on a big beach towel looking up at all of the stars in the sky. Psalm 8 helps us. It speaks poetically of God's finger creating the heavens and the earth who set the moon and the sun and the stars in their orbit. There's an overwhelmingness to that. Do you feel it? Do you sense it? This expanding universe that some of the new microscopes or telescopes have helped us uh, envision an ever-expanding universe that we've never seen or known before. Let your whole being take it in and be still and be quiet. There are places that can help us with that. As some of you know, in the summer I go up to an island off the coast of Maine, way up near Bar Harbor. You take the ferry boat out and that little island is there and uh, I just go out to the back shore every so often and stand. The rocks, the waves coming in, low tide, high tide. If you had eyes to see, which of course we don't, the next land that you could see would be the Azores in Portugal. Okay, that's how vast it is. And sometimes I stand there just quiet and sensing the overwhelmingness of this beautiful earth sensing my place in it, down here somewhere, <laughs> and rejoicing in that. And sometimes I sing the doxology, on key, off key, I, I really don't know at times. <laughs> so if you're ever on the coast of Maine, anywhere on that coast and hear some noise way up north, that's just me singing the doxology, don't be scared. Do you have a place? Or places to which you go. In our Western tradition since the Enlightenment, we have become a fact-oriented people. Only facts that are scientifically verified are true. But truth is much broader than that. Truth involves mystery and wonder, awe, metaphor. These we can only know through quietude and stillness. Another dimension of this is our, owner, our inner resources, the silence of meditation. You can do this by centering prayer, by following the labyrinth and so on, or Lectio Divina, which is a way of reading the scripture text that has come down to us from the early Middle Ages. But a lot of people have discovered the ability to be in a room with one another intentionally, and they come up with a phrase, for example, thank you God, for your beautiful world and you sit in silence and then you reflect on that and your neighbors do that same individual reflection. And then after a period of time, you have a minute just to share what that meant to you in your life and then silence. And then your neighbor speaks for a minute and then silence. And then the next person speak and silence. What you are doing then is cultivating the capacity 
to be quiet, but to listen to one another. It's not, somebody said, Don, that's a feel-good experience. That's navel-gazing. No, 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 no. For example, if your phrase is, thank you, God, for your beautiful creation, and then your session is over and you go about your daily around, we just thank God for the beauty of creation. And the creation currently is a mess through global warming. What now do we need to do to restore God's beautiful creation? See, the, the science, the silence, and the quietude, and the listening to one another can compel us to do some action out in the midst of the world. Just let these things sweep over you and be in touch with the larger world that such phrases evoke. And one other aspect for this morning, at least, is the silence and quietude of consolation. It is the silence that ought to come in the midst of the overwhelmingness of life, especially the experiences of suffering and death. Over a great number of years in various pastorates that I have served, I have sat by hospital beds of people in great suffering or even those who may be unconscious in a comatose condition. I do speak with them, to them, with them, but I'm also silent. The touch of the hand, the silent or unspoken mental prayer, moments of silence in moments of extremity. I can recall one occasion when a woman had just died and I just arrived. The family had been with her for quite some time, and they allowed me just to be with her while they went out to another room to make calls and to make preparations and so on. So I sat by her bedside in silence with a lovely blanket up to her chin and the peacefulness of that room. And I spoke of what she had meant to so many. Then silence. A good friend, Episcopal priest Lynn Brakeman, has written her book, The God Between Us. It's, it's not the God that we call down from heaven to suddenly be with us. It's the God who is with us in the midst of our silences, who is present, bonding us, listening to us, interpreting our, our humble, simple language that we can bless one another. The God between us. Then I began reciting or singing my favorite hymn, singing it on her behalf. Precious Lord, take my hand. Lead me on, help me stand. I am weak. I am tired. I am worn. Lead me on through the night, lead me on to the light. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me home. And silence, blessed silence, blessed quietude, a silent word as it were, standing 
and shaped by the realization of our mortality. Dust you are and to dust you shall return is the mark we make on our foreheads on Ash Wednesday and the audacity to affirm the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Oh yes, a variety of shapes of silence. Silence in the midst of wonder and awe. Silence in the midst of contemplation and meditation. Silence too before the often overwhelmingness of life. My siblings, be open to them. Let them shape and deepen your life. Let it be so also for me. Don't be afraid in this noisy world. Take time to be still before God, before each other, and even before ourselves. Wendell Berry, one more time. Best of any song is bird song in the quiet. But first, you must have the quiet. Amen.